0: Hi, I'm Serena Lowe. If you're used to hearing that introverts are shy, anxious, antisocial, and lack good communication and leadership skills, then this podcast is for you. You're about to fall in love with the calm, introspective, and profound person that you are. Discover what's fun, unique, and powerful about being an introvert, and how to make the elegant transition from quiet achiever to quiet warrior in your life and work, anytime you want in more ways than you imagined possible. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Quiet Warrior Podcast. Today's topic is about the introvert dilemma, wanting to be seen but also wanting to hide. If you are an introvert who is also an ambitious professional, creative or entrepreneur, you may have faced this interesting dilemma. You want to be seen, heard valued and acknowledged, but at the same time you are fearful of scrutiny, judgment, unkind remarks, questions that you don't feel competent to answer. You're fearful of the process of talking about what you are doing and why you are doing it, because it takes time and energy, because people might ask questions, because you might discover you aren't really that passionate or knowledgeable or committed as you thought you were. And because putting yourself out there might reveal some weaknesses about yourself or your project that you are not ready to fix. So here's what's really going on in our heads. I don't like talking about myself. It makes me feel fake, like I'm taking on this persona that's not really me. I don't feel comfortable talking about my business and asking people to buy from me. It makes me feel so salesy and pushy. I don't like having the spotlight on me. It makes me feel exposed and vulnerable. I've been raised to be modest and humble and not brag about my accomplishments. I prefer being in the background doing the work. My project is still fragile and not ready to hatch. If I talk about it prematurely, I might jinx it. People might actually take me seriously and look at this thing I've created. And what will they say? What if it's actually not good enough to put out? What if it's no better than what's out there already? Or not unique in any way? What if it bombs spectacularly? No wonder we prefer to stay hidden. If you stay hidden and anonymous, no one will know you. And if no one knows you, you are safe. You can continue to hide while aspiring to greatness. So you keep waiting for a perfect time, When you feel 100% ready. When the energy feels right. When your website and socials look 100% professional and amazing. You keep researching and learning more and more, taking more courses, reading more books, pushing the destination outwards into the future. Because as long as it's still out there, it means I'm still working on it. We are all works in progress. No one is perfect, right? So I invite you to look deeper into your dilemma and ask yourself some honest questions. Is it true that the thing I want to put out there is not good enough in its current form? Who says so? Is it not good enough because I'm avoiding the hard work of making it the best it can be? Is imposter syndrome really the problem or is it an excuse? This isn't about feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm not saying that advice doesn't work, but something still holds us back, even when we know we need to get our message, our work, our vision, and ourselves out there in the public eye. This is about trust. How much do I trust myself? And what I'm putting out? Can I trust myself to keep my promises? Can I trust that life always works out for my highest good, even when the opposite seems to be the case? when things don't seem to go to plan, when things are outside my control. This is about commitment. How committed am I really to this passion project, this venture that I want to put out there? How committed am I to my word? Do I mean what I say and say what I mean? Or do I just say something that I mean at the time and change my mind later when it's no longer convenient? I can think of so many instances when I said yes to taking a big step even paid huge amounts of money, and yet did not fully commit to the program or the coaching. I thought, naively, that just by paying I was being committed. But there is a huge chasm between potential and implementation. Potential is always there. The word sounds so good, but it is hazy and vague. It's one thing to talk about reaching our highest potential. It's a different thing to take action day after day, to do hard things when we don't feel like it, to do uncomfortable and risky things outside our level of competence that make us feel exposed, vulnerable and foolish. This is about courage. If we are serious about getting closer to that state of flow and grace and achievement, where things feel effortless and life feels limitless, it's because we've actually been flexing our muscles and pushing against the limits to test what's possible, and what we're capable of. Being actively in the game playing it, not just spectating. Playing full out and getting knocked about, experiencing the exhilaration of learning how the rules really work, experiencing the emotions of winning and losing, getting to know how exactly this game works, as an insider, not a spectator. Earning the credit and credibility that comes from hard work, focus, discipline, and total commitment. If I can share some tips with you on resolving this visibility-invisibility dilemma, it would be this. Decide to go all in. No more half-heartedness. One foot stepping on two boats, as the Chinese proverb goes. Keep talking about your project. Keep it alive. Put it out there. Get enthused about it. Enlist the help of your community and support network to amplify your reach, because we go further together. Keep working at it and getting better at what you do. Keep polishing, refining, and improving. Maybe it will never be perfect or match what you see in your mind. But Day 100 will definitely be better than Day 1. This is something Mina Irfan, creator of the Universe Guru, says she had to discover for herself. The most important point in my journey was to fully give myself permission to be an expert and sell my sacred work as often as possible. I think lots of people are afraid of appearing salesy and hold themselves back. Your work needs to be seen and experienced so it can make a real difference in people's lives. Never hold back from sharing your gifts. There's a lot to unpack in that quote, so I want to break it down for you. First, it's about giving yourself permission to be someone different, in this case, an expert. Maybe that word sounds too big, too ostentatious. I'm not an expert yet, you may be thinking. That's other people, the influencers with TED Talks, their own YouTube channel, millions of followers. On some level, we are each an expert in something specific. We just don't always give ourselves credit for it. Think of the last time someone said to you, I wish I had your talent, or you make it look so easy. That's your expertise. Second, it's about elevating your work from something you do for a living to make money and pay bills to sacred work. Sacred has a different feel, a different energy. Which is not to say making money and paying bills cannot be sacred or spiritual. You know what I'm talking about. When something is sacred, it's no longer transactional. It's transformational. It's transcendental. Your sacred work is your soul's calling, your life's purpose, something you feel compelled to offer up as a contribution and service to others. It's no longer about you. It's about something bigger, something more. It's about who can I help? How can I help? How many can I help? Third, there's that familiar refrain introverts love. I'm afraid of appearing salesy. What meaning are you giving to appearing salesy? Think how you react when someone tries too hard to sell you something. Your natural reaction is to avoid them. To think up an excuse to get away as fast as you can. To make it clear you're not interested. Salesy people annoy us because they are in our face. They demand our immediate attention and response. And they usually approach us when we are in our heads thinking about something completely unrelated or when we're most busy or distracted. But what if you were to do an experiment instead? And instead of avoiding the salesy person, you decide to engage them in conversation. To give them the time of day as an act of generosity because they are just doing their job. And it's not an easy one. And also to step out of your own comfort zone, so you can practice being uncomfortable and having a different kind of conversation. What if instead of writing them off as salesy, you flip the conversation into an opportunity for both of you by showing genuine curiosity in what they are selling, by using your introvert observation skills to notice what's working and what's not working in the interaction. By using your growth mindset to learn and grow from the experience. By using the shared recognition of your common humanity to say something encouraging and life-affirming. Even if you decide not to buy. To reframe the experience from I hate salesy people to I'm open to meeting new people and learning new things. Whenever I've adopted this mindset when approached by marketers while out shopping, I have learned a lot. Not only did I get to upgrade my conversational skills and practice different tones and body language, I also got to experience saying no in a relatively safe, low-risk setting, thus making it easier to say no with conviction when I faced more serious situations. And the bonus? I got to make someone's day because I was probably one of the very few people who stopped to have a conversation with them while everyone else was avoiding eye contact. In making their day, I made mine too. Fourth, your work needs to be seen and experienced. Do you really believe that your work needs to be seen and experienced? That your work makes a difference? If yes, why? If no, why not? Perhaps you're a bit unsure if your work really matters because you're just starting out and haven't got enough social proof yet keep showing up because the proof will come in some form or other. Perhaps you believe your work makes a difference, but you feel that the difference is too small to matter because you only have a few hundred followers on social media, and most of them aren't really engaging with your posts. What I've learned is don't stake all your joy on some artificial number because it doesn't tell the whole story. Most people will never make the effort to click like or to comment on a post but it doesn't mean they aren't watching and following along on your journey. So you want to keep showing up for them so that when you hit that next level of growth and success, they'll be there to witness it too. That might be the time they reach out to you, which could be months or years down the road. So never underestimate the silent majority. Have you ever received positive feedback on what you do? Even one positive testimonial is a good enough place to start from. It is proof that your work has made a difference. Everything has a starting point, so do not despise the day of small beginnings. When you help to transform one life, it creates a positive ripple outwards as that individual starts to interact and communicate differently with others. None of us can see the whole picture or know the whole story, and we never know how many more lives will be transformed for good by your initial act of bravery. Finally, be humble and maintain a sense of humor. The longer I live, the more I realize how small I am and how trivial some of my complaints are. I realize that a lot of my so-called frustrations are ego-driven. I wanted things to happen a certain way, and they didn't. So I got irritated or frustrated. I wanted people to approve of me, and they didn't so I felt disheartened and discouraged. In short, my ego was thwarted. I didn't get my way. That's all it was. A few days ago, I saw this tea towel in a lovely shop at the Block Arcade here in Melbourne that made me laugh. It had a picture of all these pigeons perched on a statue of a sheep. You know, the kind of statue you see in parks with a huge plaque at its base with the name of the famous person it represents. The caption said, Except that some days you are the pigeon, and some days you are the statue. On that happy note, thanks so much for joining me today. See you on the next episode. I'm so grateful that you're here today. If you found this content valuable, please share it on your social media channels and subscribe to the show on your favourite listening platform. Together we can help more introverts thrive. To receive more uplifting content like this, connect with me on Instagram at Serena Lowe, Quiet Warrior Coach. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. See you on the next episode.